killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside My MSN, my original um, username was CoolioCool99 Coolio. With K's And uh, for... <laughs> Shut up. And anyone who's interested, um, the there are five keys involved in that name. K, O, L, I, and nine to make Coolio Cool 99. Those five keys are all, there's a keyboard in front of you, right next to each other. You're right. Coolio so, Cool 99. Yeah. So Checks out. So how about you fuck yourself? It's kind of pretty sweet. <laughs> I, I only laugh because mine are equally embarrassing. Okay, sweet. Let's hear it. So we start with uh, Chris 007 VA. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, nice okay. that's like at yahoo.ca mm-hmm. that's that's the earliest one i remember that's i think grade i don't know six seven probably seven mm-hmm. okay uh that's when coolio cool 99 then uh i think snowboard geek snowboard geek classic didn't everyone have that email address i feel like that's a everyone had a snowboard, snowboard blank, or skateboard or blank snowboard yeah or snowboarder chick or at yeah, least us yeah. up here in canada Oh sure, to our American, Japanese, and other and Jamaican listeners. <laughs> I don't have we had any listeners in Jamaica? Nope. Okay. <laughs> future well, future uh, listeners, future I'm listeners. Just, of I'm Jamaica. just saying that because you haven't told me whether or not we have. So if we do have listeners in Jamaica, and I just said that wrong, yeah, please. It's my fault because I didn't tell yeah. you. Please correct me and us. Then I I remember having a moment when I was in grade seven or eight because I feel like I changed email addresses every six months or something. You know, I had to get take on a new identity. Okay, a go new on. Digital identity. I'm gonna add to this. I'm like, I need soon. some, I need some profound paradoxical name to give to my email address. And I'm like, okay, two opposite things. I haven't thought about this in a long time. Two opposite things that will kind of work. I'm like, okay, the cold burn at hotmail.com. <laughs> man don't you wish you could slap yourself for that one like I, young chris oh i rocked that one for a while and then um or were you proud of it I, I was proud well proud for a short while and then pride quickly turned into embarrassment and i switched it to a weezer lyric and i did um i was listening to i think it's when Hashpipe came out by weezer and they yeah. have they have the line "Come on and kick me," you know that. Yeah, so I'm like, I okay, do. sweet, sweet. I love this fucking song, Weezer's Life. Uh, come on and kick me at hotmail.com. Taken shit. And I'm like, I'm not doing numbers because I'm I'm done with that. The Chris 007 days are behind me. Yeah, Chris. No this, numbers, no underscores. You had grown up since then. I'm long past <laughs> any numbers, and I'm taking it as a principle to never do numbers in my email addresses again. So I. Just had to change the lyrics a little bit for the sake of my email address. So my email address was somebody kick me <laughs> at hotmail.com. Somebody kick me at hotmail.com. Somebody kick me, which is hilarious. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> from going from Weezer's life to having to alter the lyrics is funny. <laughs> Hold up, the story's not over. Okay. So I either forgot the password to that or got too much spam, or for, for some reason I needed to change my email address quickly after that. So, but I want to, I liked the theme now. I like this, like, call out for someone to inflict violence on me. So my next email address, and that, that was, this is my longest one. This was all through high school was. And to this day. <laughs> I, it's still active. Somebody punch me at hotmail.com. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, what a great, like, switch. You're like, man, I got to one up my last kick okay it was a kick. and it was go to a punch i gotta switch this soon because if you did it shortly after making somebody kick me like you know what i'm gonna turn this whole thing on its fucking head i got a huge upgrade <laughs> we're going to punches <laughs> what's a kick you can do with your hands that's right <laughs> those are minds being being blown that sound yeah no the hand gesture was really necessary there but the one that i did after that was switched specifically for uh university applications i was like okay i can't have somebody punch me on a <laughs> university application that's probably going to hurt my chances if anything and, and then I you want sold out a future because i believed that i needed to go to university to have a future and that i needed a good email address to go to university and uh, as it turned out you're a huge sellout and uh you know, you're still signed by that label 
Yep. Yeah. Wait, what? Label? Like that, um, them selling out, like a band selling out. Mm-hmm. The sign was some big label. I see, yeah. That's their sellout. But, okay, so my evolution of the original Coolio Cool 99 was... Sorry, yeah. Okay, let's go back through your evolution. We were at Coolio 99. Coolio Cool. Coolio Cool 99. And um, that lasted until when? At what point did you change? What made you feel like you needed to drop the Coolio Cool? Was um, your hand getting cramped from typing that in with those letters also dude, close to each other? I saved so much hand cramping and carpal tunnel in my life by using that email address. <laughs> <laughs> my hand didn't have to move. I my email address is bat 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 bat, and my hand is all in the same place at all time. And then I had to type hotmail, of course. But mm-hmm. um, it was it was a great um, email address, username for just about everything that I used, and I kept that steady until like four or five years ago. Four or five years ago. <laughs> no, a little more than that, but like I kept it. I wrote it through. And in fact, one time, um, this is this is so embarrassing to say this. Um, you know homestarrunner.com? Of course. You know, okay, so you know all that. You know the oh, strong no, bad doing, emails? Oh no, it's doing bad. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Tenderfoot. <laughs> Out of a champion. Strong bad. Somebody poured Mountain Dew all over your super box. <laughs> um so Strong Bad. Do do I remind you of Tenderfoot? No. You remind me of a one like a dog. I don't know. I'm gonna cut all this out. Oh, um, you know what I'm talking about? The I, crying one. The, I love that crying one. The one-legged puppy. No name. There was a thing with a one-legged puppy. Well, no, it's a one. Yeah, one-legged dog. So puppy. Okay, it's because the email question was, um, dear, dear strong bad. Do you know how to make Homestar cry? Sure, I do. I just have to show him a picture of a one-legged dog named Trevor. No, I guarantee it's Trevor. I no, it's not. I think it's Trevor, then, dude, and I'm not even joking with you. I think it's Trevor, the one-legged puppy, because he he shows he shows uh Stra- he's like, hey Homestar, I got this picture, and then Homestar goes, oh no, Swag Bad, don't show me that picture, oh, don't yeah. show me that picture. He's tearing up. He's like, I can't make it on my own. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> <laughs> dude i totally remember that (laughs) he's on the floor crying and then strong sad walks in and he's like strong bad do i remind you of this puppy he's like no you remind me of this one-legged elephant named tenderfoot (laughs) and then and then homestar still on the ground crying goes tenderfoot (laughs) 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 because the puppy is like i'm okay homestar strong bad does voice it i'm gonna make it on my own i'm gonna make it on my own I totally remember that, dude. <laughs> I gotta find oh what my the God. name of the puppy was. One-legged dog named Little Brother. Little Brother. Little Brother. Damn you. Nice. Little Brother. Little Brother. Little Brother. Little Brother. Lot of a champion. <laughs> oh, That's, so, that like had me on the floor so many times. Uh, Homestar Runner and Strong Bad is like a lot of my comedy influence wait does up. this build up to you writing into a strong bad email it under does. coolio oh my god are and you they serious? responded are you fucking serious yep. there's a home star e- this no. is a strong bad email no to you i got they responded to my email specifically they didn't put it on the in the oh cartoon. so it didn't get made to an episode but you heard back from them yes gotcha and that's still like, awesome because basically they didn't get an email that they could riff on enough to make right. it a big thing right. right so i sent my email and um i don't know it was I think it was like a shitty one. Like, why hasn't there been a new one in a while? And they know they do not like those. <laughs> um, so, uh, guy says like, yo, back off, you know, Coolio may have been cool in 99, but it's 2005 now or whatever he said. I'm like, damn, I just got fucking burned in an email. That's a privilege. Coolio may have been cool in 99. So strong bad, even when they're not, um, even when they're not using an email for an episode, they still would write back in character to people who wrote in. Wrote back as Strong I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, I got an email from Strong Bad once. Do you have that saved screen cap somewhere? Uh, well, I mean, there's no way I logging back it. into Coolio, Coolio 99. 99. <laughs> was it 99 when you made this email address? Uh, it wasn't. Hmm. Or twas it. You were longing for the previous century. I don't know if I did it because of the year. Right. I think, again, it's because of where the key was on the... Okay, so what comes after Coolio Cool 99? My current email address. <laughs> really? Wow. That's so clean. Just two yeah. email addresses. Yeah. Man. And, and in fact, um, so much so that when I got my first like iPhone, um, I had both email addresses in my mail to this day. Wow. I'll still get email addresses or emails from my old... Have Have you ever done this, Have you ever done this thing where you Google your old email address and see what comes up? Like, has it been long enough that... No. No? Okay. What would, what would come up on Maybe my this own? is unique for me because some of my email addresses are so old 
So when I Google like Chris 007 VA, I find a few posts that I left in message boards that oh, I'm not even shit. aware of from like 1997, 1998, talking about Pokemon emulators. Oh shit. Being dude. like, anyone got Pokemon red emulator? I got Pokemon blue and it kicks ass. We'll trade. Email what? me Chris 007 VA. Wow, like, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I just did it right now. Uh, I found a Twitter that I still have. The fact um, that Twitter overlaps with your first email address means that you had that email address for way too long. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. I'm just going to drop this right now. I don't want to look at Even the, I think the way to do it is you Google search, and then you go in tools, and you search for results that aren't newer than 2002. Mm, that's so then right. it'll be like that's that right. email address comes up, and you'll just... It's amazing what's still out there. I know there are so many like Tripod and Lycos and um homestead sites that i made that are just gone like i don't think they're even hosted anymore do you sure. know what i mean that like, would you made of course so many websites happen. as a yeah, kid yeah. but i wish that i wish that some of them were still around it'd be cool to see yeah uh well i think it's good that they're gone <laughs> i had an offspring fan website when i was like 11 or 12 like the band the offspring yeah no i know what you mean i'm just processing i made that. i made a gif out of the americana cover you know the kid on the swing Whoa. i made him swing so I like because I knew HTML, so I made the frame. So I had like a menu. I had the kids swinging in the corner, the offspring, and you could look up tabs, wow. pictures, concert dates. Just and there was like there were dozens of them. Like everyone did this. There's no reason to do it, but it was just so fun to create it. Like make the font, the title. So I would love, yeah, I'd love to be able to see that again. You know, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> There's no reason for that to exist on the internet, unless yeah, Tripod or whatever those web host free web hosting sites back in the day mm. stored them somewhere to be just uncovered later. But I doubt it. I mean, technically speaking, I think that information still exists. But yeah, if gone. any of our listeners work for Tripod and have that, my old websites on hard drive, send them to Chris Double O Seven VA at Yahoo.com. <laughs> I'd love to see them again. <laughs> uh, I also remember though using my old shitty email address just like. In the more contemporary sense, I would just like, I have a second one. I'll just use it. I'll use that one rather than making a new right. email address. I mean, right, I'll right, just right. go back and use this old one for this. I still remember all the info. And that just kept it fresh to me for so long. Uh, um, so, yeah, I think a lot of like my secondary accounts It became like stuff, a throwaway account for yeah, random shit. Exactly. So it's like... Contests my, or whatever. And then like as like those things would like pan out a little bit or I'd get a response in that like messenger or whatever, I'd start using it a little bit more. So like... I, there was a point in my life where just like half of my stuff was on one email and half of it was on another. And I just had no idea which was where and what the passwords were. So, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of my shit out on the internet that I just have no concept of where or what it is. Yeah. That's hilarious. And that's, well, we'll just deal with that. We've been talking about this for a long time. I think I, I feel like we have, but it's only been 13 minutes according to this thing. Oh, that's a long time to talk about what we've been talking about. I guess we should segue somehow smoothly uh, into. Well, there's something I wanted to say. Just oh, yeah. Bring it, it out up. of the way. Wait. Um, is that something that would be better for the Instagram comments that we'll be talking about later in the episode? I don't know. Is it the. Is it me correcting myself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll I, I figured we'd like read the comment and then we okay, could just talk about sweet. it at the end. Okay. Well, then uh, I'll say something else. All right. <clears throat> There's something I did want to, I don't know, at least touch on before we watch whatever the hell movie we're watching today. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, and I mean, you know this too, but we we watched um, Existence. 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 How do you how do you scaredy cats pronounce it? Like Existence. I I want to do. Yeah, in the movie I think they say existence, but I want to say existence, and I feel like I feel I've like not. Say you're saying it like I thought it was really French because how you kept saying that, but like, <laughs> existence I think is existence. how you're supposed to like pronounce it right because that the capital x and z which is a lot of fun in super 90s yeah it, it's pretty cool stylized yeah, it works yeah. it works yeah and so i mean once we started this podcast and i started to get to know you a little bit and we were talking about do, doing cronenberg movies um and I knew, how i wanted a cronenbergy cronenberg yeah, you know, yeah i wanted to see the what makes cronenberg cronenberg yeah. you want to see like body horrors of the adjective. Yeah. That's I wanted to see, want to see some of that with with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So right off the bat, and knowing you and your love of video games, I'm I knew, and I think I've told you like a dozen times, like you got to watch this movie. Yeah. And did. I didn't think we could legitimately do it as a podcast episode. I'm wondering what you think about that now, just because it's not, it doesn't feel like a horror enough horror movie. Yeah, it's it's tough. It was like it was a murky time back in uh, whatever era it was that movie was made back in the 80s. Yeah. Um. So we just watched it for fun, hanging out like buds. Yeah. And I think you might have been right. It's a little low on the horror. Like, it's weird and disturbing, and it's mm -hmm. got the ba the name power of Cronenberg, but um, it, it wasn't really that scary. It was no. not like they weren't leading to scares. They were telling a story. No. Um, and showing dis just disturbing stuff, weird stuff. And 
damn, were you ever right? I like wasn't crazy pumped to watch it, but I'm like, you know, whenever I see one of these things, like we've talked about more than once, I give it the benefit of the doubt and I tend to enjoy it. Yeah. But like, I did not expect that to be so weird and like, mm-hmm. that's the only way to really describe that it's movie. It is so, so fucking weird. So, so pleasingly weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just so Good weird. Yeah. So visceral. So like disturbing the way, like it just, it's so much flesh and bone and amphibious matter. Yeah. Just, just piles of it, like in just weird, gross settings, like Jacob's ladder, like just dirty rooms. Yeah. Dirty, murky things. A lot of like ripping apart of bodies. Yeah. Clumps of things. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I saw that movie very young and I, re, I revisited it every couple of years. This is the first time that I saw it in this good a quality, which is, a, I said when we watched it, it's a little jarring because it is a very dark movie and watching it on VHS, I think helps it because you aren't, all the details aren't fully lit. Yeah, when you we can't watch see it, all the corners and stuff. Like yeah. All the, all the details. Yeah. Which contributes to it. It makes it more mysterious and creepy. Yeah. This, everything was so well so lit sharp. watching it. Yeah. And, and sharp and defined and bright. So you, we could see the terrible green screen of the driving and mm-hmm. driving scenes. And, yeah. but it still, it didn't take away from it. I still really enjoyed watching it this time. And, I loved it. Yeah. I really loved it for exact, the exact reasons that right after we watched The Brood, I'm like, I want to see him like uninhibited. <laughs> what happens with it? And, and I th- I think this is the most, like, out of all the Cronenberg movies I've seen, this is the most um, bodily that it gets. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I, I've you're seen, seen some. A, you're, he, there's a gun just made out of different bones of bones. weird amphibians, and the bullets are like a jaw with teeth in it, like a human jaw of teeth that yeah. are just loaded in. And you see a bunch of people get shot by things, notably like the, the waiter who gets his face blown apart yeah, by it. Yeah. Again, like a tooth gun. <laughs> Yeah. blows him apart and it is awesome and like you, you noted when we watched it um Cronenberg must have been so upset by that last scene where he just had to shoot bullets in chests yeah because he just wants to like yeah. shoot shoot the face like it happens in a history of violence too he wants to see flesh flying off yeah, he, he wants bone exposed he loves seeing just chunks of person fly off that person yeah yeah I want to know what what Cronenberg movie I haven't seen that is kind of the next closest body horror I guess the fly would probably be up there in a certain sense yeah, and it's got those images, but not the same like consistency and brutality of it. You're constantly seeing something ooze out of something, mm-hmm. bones of something, yeah. something suffering, like all these gross little clumps of <laughs> amphibious, real like, clumpy. Body. It's yeah. a clumpy film, and then just that scene where he's eating all the that stuff just. That yeah, that scene is like really just like this burned in yeah. my mind. Same here, and I've seen it once. Just because it's so off-putting to how, which is it's a brilliant uh, aspect of the writing of the video game in the movie. How you just sometimes let yourself be swept with what your character is programmed to do. Yeah. So Jude Law, who's kind of disgusted by this meal at first, all of a sudden starts feasting on it out of nowhere. And it's just like eating yeah. it all. And slowly you're like, at first you're just like, what is happening? Why is he diving into this thing? And just absentmindedly, he's clicking the bones of everything together and building a weapon out and of it. Just, it's a wonderful scene. Yeah. It's just, that was totally just so gross and fucked up. Just seeing his own internal struggle is really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just overall, like it was, quirky and funny more than it was like i don't know disturbing by nature you know what i mean like mm. the visuals were definitely fuck with you but the story and the dialogue was all just like compelling and interesting yeah you know some of it silly but like yeah mostly I think... just like look at this story look what happens like and then totally it's such a great little like world that they've set up and you get sucked right into worlds it. worlds worlds yeah. inside worlds and w- so things that really stood out to me watching at this time because it had been a while like five or six years um is a little bit of the dialogue is I find doesn't hold up as well. And maybe that's because we've had so many similar sci-fi movies come out since then. The matrix came out a year later. Inception's come out since then. So there's a lot of like heavy handed, um, just talking to characters, talking to each other and being like, is this the real world? But what if this isn't the real world? But what if this world we're in is fake? Oh, then we're still not in the real world. What if we're in another layer of the dream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, it's like, we get it. We're already on board from the get-go. But because it's a movie that has to maybe introduce this concept earlier than we're used to today, they have to really make sure that you know. You could be right. Yeah, that somebody could just, like, near yeah. the end of the movie, like, who are, where are they? What are these people? Yeah. <laughs> the producers are just yeah. confused and like, no, you please explain it. And Cronenberg's yeah. like, fine, fuck. They'll say it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> are we in the real world? And Jennifer Jason Lee is kind of like weirdly moody and 
always seems to be yeah. just kind of leaning on shit. <laughs> yeah, and just like won't say what she wants to do. You yeah, know? just yeah, makes it mysterious and scary for no reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I guess what kind of redeems that is the fact that she's um, an insanely antisocial person. Like they say, she just doesn't really interact with others. Goes into a room, lives inside her game always. Doesn't really care for other people or other reality. Yeah. And again, this is all her character in the game. Because in real life, she's a warrior. Well, I don't want to spoil too much for the listener or for me because I've seen it. Yeah, no, for the listener. I'm spoil <laughs> shit for you. Uh, I but, know all this, Chris. Yeah, because in in real life, she's a warrior against the ideas of video games and against yeah. humans just spending their reality in another reality. Yeah, and the only reason they're there, more or less, is so that it'll end and they can kill the kill person. the best gamer. Yeah, or the game to kill the best programmer, rather. Yeah, and it was such a, like. <laughs> it was such a I, I also don't want to spoil too much for them but um i think once we started talking about existence existence once we started talking about it and people were like oh i want to check that out so then they would have skipped ahead yeah yeah fair enough not me i would absentmindedly listen through it half passed out on my yeah i'm really good about that commute. if i'm listening to a podcast and they're talking about something i want to see i'll skip ahead like five minutes and then if i hear one word or phrase about it again i'll just keep going like i don't wow. want to know shit wow you've been you must have been burned Chris, you must have been hurt in your life. <laughs> I I really don't like things getting spoiled. Yeah, you're right. Maybe there was some like spoiler that really pissed me off. I can't think of it in the moment, but I had the sixth sense spoiled for me, and I still don't have that instinct. That sucks. <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I've I've gotten to have all those big moments that people of our age would have had in movies. Like I didn't have Fight Club. I didn't have Fight Club spoiled for me. I didn't nice. have Sixth Sense spoiled for me. Didn't have the others spoiled for me. Nice. Okay, Which is I, soon I after you. the Sixth Sense, and it was like doubled down and went another layer on it. Yeah. Let's I, watch that soon, man. The others? Yeah. Absolutely. That's one of my uh, one of my pillars. Yeah. I watch that so much. So we should probably talk about what the damn hell we're going to watch. Yeah. This is one that we've just decided to watch a few hours ago, which I'm very excited about because, um, yeah, I'm in the, I've seen this come up on a few lists on Paste's Top 100 movie list, which we linked to on Twitter. Um, it was number 38, I believe, out of the top 100. Well, cool. And yeah, should I tell you a little bit about this movie? Please tell me everything about this movie because uh, I am simply a passenger along for this ride. All right. This is an Italian horror movie called Demons from 1985 um, by Lamberto Bava, who's the son of uh, Mario Bava, who's uh, the bigger uh, name. He's kind of a big Italian horror director. Mario Bava? M- yeah, Mario Bava. The sci-fi horror giallo films. Uh, his movie Planet of the Vampires is kind of recognized as a precursor to Alien, like an inspiring. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. Planet of the Vampires. Planet of the Vampires. It came out in 65. And also this movie Black Sunday is on a bunch of lists, the best horror I've movies ever. I've heard the name Black Sunday. And you probably recognize the poster. Yeah. I'm sure I would. And he did special effects on some of Argento's movies. So he crossed paths with Argento. Um, but that's the father, Mario Bava. But Those also Italians. Now, yeah. And so Mario and his son, Lamberto Bava, who directed the movie we're watching, they co-wrote and co-directed a lot in their overlapping careers. Okay. And Lamberto was an assistant director to his father for 14 years. So he was right there oh. learning the craft from okay. his dad. So he learned it more than just got inherited the, the exactly. name. And, okay. Exactly. And there's even like a nice story of when Lamberto kind of first did his uh, own feature on his own. He was able to show like a final cut to his dad in the months before uh, Mario Bava passed. And he mm. said, I can die now in peace. Who knows oh, if that's uh, apocryphal, but it's a nice little story. It's... 100% true, confirmed here by the Dave Saw. Who knows? But Dave Saw confirms it. That's lovely. Yeah. Aww. But because of that, he obviously would have met and interacted with Argento if his father had worked with projects on him. And Argento and Lamberto co-wrote this screenplay with a couple other people for Demons. And Argento, Demons. Pr- Argento produced it and Lamberto directed it. So, yeah. And they all, that whole, this whole same crew did a sequel together the next year. Demons 2 came out one year after which means it must have done somewhat I did, well. I did not know that there was a sequel to it. How did the oh. sequel do? Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I didn't look too much into how right. the sequel did. I'm going to wildly guess. Sequel is the highest grossing film of all time. I, I don't think that's true. Okay. But, um, I'll dial it back a little bit then. I, I know at the very least that this first Demons is kind of held as somewhat of a horror classic. And the premise sounds yeah. fantastic. People get stuck in a movie theater and then all of a sudden demons are unleashed. And they're just surrounded by crazy demons. Yeah, Sounds great. Uh, of course sounds we're Sounds awesome. Board. Sounds like there's going to be mayhem. Um, the word, when I was looking it up very briefly, the word, um, it's full of style. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very important to me. Like 80s styles. Fun. And the soundtrack is pure metal. It's all like awesome. ACDC Iron Maiden. So, I mean, it's got all the ingredients of a film that yeah. we, it has we'd be excited to watch. A lot of ingredients for an end of the day 
fuck it kind of horror movie. Yeah, we're watching this late at night. Usually we're recording first thing in the morning. It's weird to be hanging out in the evening. Yeah, after a full day of living our lives and doing our jobs. And yeah. Coming back to this old girl, the old podcast. And watching horror movies in the dark. Watching it. Yeah, <laughs> you commented on that earlier. This is one of the few, very, very, very few times that Chris and I um, have ever watched a horror movie at night. Yeah. <laughs> That's our lives right now. We watch them in the morning with a glass of wine, like sophisticated folk. Like just super weirdos. <laughs> and you're the weirdos that listen to us. So why don't we have ourselves a little bit of a drink and watch the movie Demons? What do you think? Sounds good, man. Cheers. Cheers. Chaos, Chris. Chaos, Chris. So I just need to say something about this movie let's hear it this is the best movie that we've ever watched on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) or at least the third act of this movie is the best movie we've ever watched on this podcast don't you dare accuse me of hyperbole (laughs) i was just gonna accuse you of that very thing but (laughs) no but this was a blast oh my god so fucking fun that was fun unbelievable the kind of movie we just watched i think it's it's so weird to do like a podcast and call it a horror podcast because this is such a different movie and we like it for such different reasons than we love something like the witch or something that truly gets under our skin funny games versus like yes they couldn't like all those movies couldn't be more distant from each other but they're so good for their own reasons and this is just such a kick-ass insane fun time yeah like look at the ways in which the human body does not need to stay together is what this movie was like about. I think I think this movie more than any movie I've ever seen has more bodies getting ripped open and cut and slashed. I mean, we see movies like Saw. We were talking about Jigsaw a little earlier today. And yeah. yet this is the movie where it's like bodies are just rended apart. Yeah. yeah. Saw is like, okay, we'll give you five or six people and they'll die in the following ways. Yeah. This movie And you'll cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's like we're going to take time with yeah. killing each one of these and we're going to build up the tension. It'll be about their fingertips. This one is we're going to blast Billy Idol while we're going to rip open people from every Just every different area of their body. Tear people apart. Extras are flying all over. There's fires. There's swords. Yeah. There, it's yeah. so you're you're not you're not scared or terrified. You're just you're, there's so much adrenaline and you're just loving it. You're just loving. Yeah. I that mean, was the most indulgent. I, I even said that exact thing. Indulgent is the right the most word. Indulgent horror movie I've ever seen. Because it's like they they got two thirds of the way through the script and they thought, you know what we need? We need a motorcycle in this movie theater. We need a forty five minute motorcycle scene. And then they were working on the movie and they're like, you know what? This isn't enough. We need a helicopter in that movie theater. <laughs> yeah. You just what? Chris Vandenberg. <laughs> when that helicopter falls through the roof. I feel like my arms threw, like I threw my arms you in the did. air like 20 times in the movie because <laughs> it's perfect. It's so good. I at doing all those high octane yeah. moves um, throughout the film. Yeah. I was saying like, did Dario Argento create the action movie? Because like, that's another thing that this movie just was. It's just a hardcore, crazy, straight up, like superhero movie almost yeah. like is um chiefly that scene on the motorcycle where he's driving around sleeveless mm-hmm. with a katana just chopping demons driving around the same like rectangular set yeah like, it's he like, was there for a long time just riding in circles around the seats it's a viewing pleasure that i that i feel like is similar to what i get out of watching fast five watching the john wick movies die hard die hard yeah. kingsman secret service all these movies are just love that like, movie. insane awesome action but then on top of that you get just unprecedented ridiculous gore yeah Oh, the gore in this movie was so good. Tasty, tasty gore. Yeah, it starts like somewhat innocuous. The first like little thing we see is yeah. Like let's that. go from the beginning. Um, we see, I guess, in the the movie that they're watching at the theater is where we see the first gore, and it's a lot of stabbings and stuff. Yep. But then we see that pulsing, gross like cut that got on the girl's face. For first person put on the but mask. Even, even in the movie, like the way that the ni- the knife the knives were slowly like inserting and removing from the bodies was like yeah, yeah. I, it affected me. It was visceral. It. Yeah. yeah, it it had a pretty nasty feel to it. Yeah. That, and it was like on repeat, so you got to see all the like the audience members like reacting to se- it in their seats, like watching this really over the top, yeah, very Argento stabbing on screen. So then we get the bathroom and the first person reacting to their cut, and you were. Just just starting that, to talk about their bulbous that um sort of pulsing boil that yeah. explodes in this like pale green shit and it, then, that reminded me of do you remember uh-oh the tv show oh i remember uh-oh it reminded the, me of that goo when you got uh, slimed by that yeah when you yeah <laughs> uh-oh that's a great reference that's i think that's a canadian reference too that's a very canadian reference that was on um what was the, ytv ytv yeah is the show where 
a game show for kids. Yeah, kids are the contestants, and if you get an answer wrong, you get what's called slime on the slime chamber. And this just giant amount of goo just dumps over your face, and it looked like the same color of the goo that was coming out of the first person's cheek, and then uh, the second person's neck, and that was kind of and their mouths and a lot of mouths. That green, that green. It was like you know what that was like. It was like in Zombie Bike, they had that black puke, and that's how you knew they were about to become a zombie. Right. In this one, they had the green bile in the mouth. Yeah. yeah, that's how you knew they were full on demon style now. Yeah, uh, it was, it and was... then the next the next big gore moment that really got me was when um the first person was back out and transitioning, or the second person, and the demon teeth were coming through and knocking oh, out the old yeah. teeth. That was insane. That was so like even by like today's up, today's standards. I've never seen anything that. like that. Yeah, yeah, that had like a like a similar disturbing factor to like what kind of you know, tweaked me a little bit about, um, the XX, um, narrative, the, uh, combining narrative, you know what I mean? In between? Yeah. yeah, That weird, like claymation sort Uh of thing. Like there's one part where they were sewing a tooth to something. Okay. It was really weird and specific body parts. And like, it was kind of gross to me. Right. I don't don't remember that at all, but dental pain in general is like, yeah. Seeing a tooth being moved by another more horrific monster tooth, like pushing it out and they're all like black and green and disgusting. It's so good at that point in the movie too. They, um, two things happen there is first of all, she was laying there. It's just like a corpse. Um, her hand laying on the ground just started bleeding out of the fingertips, uh-huh. which was amazing to me. That was like, just like you said, to, to today's standards, that to me was maybe the most jarring thing in the movie. I'm like, that's somebody's hand, and it was just starting to bleed like a faucet. Leg- legitimately creepy. Finger. Legitimately creepy, yeah. The, the, the long demon nails came out of that hand. I'm like, this yeah. is... And Top then tier. their power was demonstrated instantly with this scratch that cut like cut into the stage, not an insignificant yeah. amount of millimeters into the wood of the stage it, yeah. as it dragged down. And then shortly after what happened to the hands happened to her mouth and then the, the canine started to grow. Yeah. And then those like those middle fangs came out and pushed the, the front uh-huh. teeth out. Uh-huh. That was so <laughs> gross. And cre- I think that's probably the creepiest moment of the movie. Like when, because that's when shit's starting to happen. You're not fully aware of what's happening, and you're just watching this yeah. insane, well done gore. Yeah, like it's um, a good point to throw all your money and your best effects. Is I think the, as the inciting incident for most people. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Yeah. And then they, and then shortly after, the dude gets his eyes got, but he's still alive, <laughs> and he's already blind, so he's kind of used to not seeing. Yeah, and in fact, he could see way better after he got jabbed because he started as they were dragging his girlfriend's corpse away. He yeah. was like chasing them. He was. And yeah. even at the start when he was reaching for the mask, he was like, don't touch this thing. So he has some yeah. kind of sense of evil by yeah. being blind. That's or like a little minor sense. Or somebody's there. a bad writer at blind people. They keep forgetting that their character can't see. <laughs> don't touch that. How would he know it's there? There's just nobody second guessing that decision. As someone who's had dealt with a lot of cavities, it was really horrible to watch those like demon teeth and just the gums like protruding and just shit yeah, out. And just like blood leaking out of the mouth while the tooth Ugh. didn't get popped out. It slowly was pushed out. out. And then yeah. when it was loose, it was still there. Uh-huh. It didn't just fall out of the mouth and was out of it. It's kind of like life. sideways and yeah. just. Oh, oh, that was so, so terrible. So, <laughs> so terrible, so good. Also, what's weird about that scene, and it happens in a few other moments too, is all the rest of the characters, when some shit like that is happening, they just kind of stand and watch. And they're yeah. like, gross. <laughs> like, I, my instinct would be like, get the fuck out of there. But yeah. a lot of them, they're just kind of clinging to each other and so close by. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, um, this is not even worth mentioning, but I found it really funny. And I think it was intended to be kind of funny is um, in the movie that they were watching. There was uh, a scene. And I think things were going bad at this moment. Oh yeah. The girl behind the, the, um, the screen in the theater. Yeah. Screaming at the same time that the girl on the screen was screaming and the girl on screen was screaming because she was in a tent and someone was just stabbing holes in it. Yeah. You know? And, and from behind, she was trying to get through just get through like the it tent. was the tent as well. Yeah. Nice parallel. Yeah. From a, like, from a tactile perspective, that's a very great parallel. Mm-hmm. But like, um, that movie was clearly intended to be like a B horror movie for like that audience. You know, I don't know. That's and how the it movie felt itself is kind of a B horror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, like, there's just, he was just slowly cutting holes in that tent. She's just screaming and shaking her hands and not moving. I mean, I couldn't help but think of Scream 2, that whole sequence. Because yeah. Scream 2 opens in a movie theater where they're watching Stab, 
the fake movie about yeah, the, sc- the actual scream thing yeah so it already has that meta level happening but then um jada pinkett smith gets killed and goes up in front of the screen in front of everyone and dies and that's what freaks out everyone in the theater so oh, i'm yeah. wondering like how cognizant west craven was of demons when he's writing that like if it's somewhat of a homage there's a tribute there's definitely got to be something or just inspired by yeah you know, yeah it's, it's gotta be how could but it, it just it brought it to mind so so much yeah you said it out loud it clearly did Apparently, that movie theater that they filmed it in is still like a functioning space that exists, and mm-hmm. they have horror conventions at. Like people yeah. go back and visit, and like you can go see it. And those posters are on the wall, like the Nosferatu and the Argento poster. That's awesome. They're there. Yeah, kind of cool. Cool little cool. fact. Yeah, cool little tidbit in like a Argento movie that he's got his own poster. <laughs> and it wasn't again, it's not directed by Argento, but No, but his hand is evident like so clear. Well, what I wanted to Google is is the director of photography and the cinematographer the same <laughs> one that Argento. he uses in Suspiria because like the lighting is just it feels so much like yeah. Suspiria at so many moments with just the red wash over everything. Yeah, that reddish pink that was yeah. uh, just constant. And when it thing. wasn't pink, it was just other colors, it was like yellow or I don't think blue, but there was like there's a blue. couple yep. moments. There's okay, blue. yeah. So, but the, the way that it would wash across the whole set, which just felt so much yeah. like Suspiria. But nothing was more dominant than the exact same Suspiria red. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. stood right out. Yeah. Like it wasn't even, it felt like the same shade of red. Yeah. You know? And the way that some of like the scenes and scares were presented, the way uh-huh. that like the, that stabbing on screen, like that, I, I commented, I'm like, that's just, that's just Suspiria. That's Argento doing a, a murder mystery murder that's yeah. so over the top and you can see the arm of the person doing it and you can see the victim in all their different poses writhing about and then the crazy music over top and the light flashing in and out on every meh meh oh yeah meh. yeah the music, the music for sure like how it would just kick into oh, overdrive yeah. once shit started happening that felt very that's here and like that also contributes to why this is like the inspiration for like modern action movies it's like the exact yeah. same every single time something happened and i mean it was supposed to be like horrific things it had this high octane music yeah you know and like i was always like headbanging along to like that main dude killed. that main dude who seems to be like the guardian the ben foster to these demons um with a kind of silver face silver face okay. brought to mind like terminator as well mm-hmm. just with the half kind of metal thing yeah. but he, he does play that kind of role right like he's kind of a vanguard to all these demons and enables their re-release into the world yeah of he's, sorts. he's the one spreading, you know, tickets around to yeah. get people there, <laughs> you know, and and then like Chasing I mean, women in abandoned subways to get them to come to a free movie. What's kind of crazy is that, um, like, like I said, I felt Argento and I felt like the build of Argento, like it, it was very evident. We were talking about that. Um, and how this guy, this one character, this one character is basically like the, um, we talked about this too, like at the cabin in the woods, like the, um, the harbinger or whatever, not. Is that right? The like guy the who leads guy? people into yeah. the situation, right? The guy with the the robot face, he's responsible for that. He brings them in, but it's not just like a situation that they need to overcome. This this kind of parallels Cabin in the Woods pretty well. Is by the end of the movie when they've basically succeeded um, and gotten out, you realize that um, theoretically this whole plan wasn't just to like kill a bunch of people for no reason, but to ca- like send the world into a like apocalypse to bring on the demon apocalypse yeah like absolutely a, like a zombie apocalypse yeah you know and i mean it has huge consequences it's only been a single night and they're already everywhere and already people outside are like we need to go and fend for ourselves elsewhere like it ends the, the steps that this movie takes are so uh unpredictable in a certain sense like yeah. it just feels so contained at the start and you're like okay great i'm on board for a one-room horror movie we're gonna stay like in this movie theater the whole time and they're breaking down walls yeah and you're going but up. then like all of a sudden it just cuts to these three teens in that car oh yeah snorting cocaine off of each other's chests and then you're like Jeez. what's what's happening here so that already kind of puts a little bit of cracks into the whole containment in that situation. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, we're just driving away on a highway with three other randos who are like, we can find light over there. I think they have like, I saw lights in the sky, so it's probably a safe place to go. Yeah. Just like the end of the world. I'm so curious to where, I mean, the second one they released one year later, so they rushed it out pretty quickly, but I'm so curious as to where it picks up. Maybe it's just more of the same. Maybe it starts in that car and goes, maybe it's the demon apocalypse. And they're like, well, now we don't have to set anything up. We could uh, just start killing folks. Uh, like, yeah, that'd be that'd be so interesting, but it would be so different from this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's that's totally so fair. micro. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think anything could be like this movie. You know, like I mean, top or, to bottom. If you were to continue this franchise and idea, then it would hard to it'd be hard to do the same kind of thing, unless it was like a different time, like a different release of the same demons from that same temple. Yeah, if like every like 
22 years you got to do this again or something (laughs) like that and everyone just forgets and just ignores that building (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is still like well lit and the neon is still just as bright as always Mm -hmm. i did like um just to talk about how it became this apocalyptic like very um high concept by the end of it i when they when they finally got out you know they climbed down that ladder and there was the abandoned punk car and they're like running down that alley and then you see the police car that's also like doors are open and there's like a dead cop or something like mm-hmm. you can see like okay so the chaos is spread this far and that's as far as i understand based on the punks also you know that makes sense to me and i thought to myself at that moment i was like did it get out of the theater did it like spread is this like a whole thing now and it sure enough it was yeah and that was such a fucking surprise that that's the concept that they were going for at the end of this movie. Like, that is a solid, stunning ending, I think. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, insanely rapid how we just start in this theater and yeah. it breaks, like, over the course of just, you know, an hour and 20 minutes, it breaks out and it's already spreading so far. Because yeah. from scratch to demon is, like, maybe three, four minutes, it seems. Like, already you become Yeah, it doesn't take long at all. Yeah. And, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about just that whole, the structure or the logic behind it. Because it's pretty insane, the fact that you get scratched by someone possessed by scratched a demon. Scratched bit. Yeah. yeah. Then you kind of seem to, at first, become and manifest the demon. Your eyes switch, and you go around wanting to kill other people. But then at a certain point, too, another actual physical demon will burst out of your chest and be free themselves, it seems. That was really weird. Yeah. I maybe totally... maybe that'll get explored a little more in the sequel. But that's that's what seemed to have happened, right? Is that out of the chest, once the, the body itself, the physical person, was killed then a new demon seemed to just spawn out of them that is what seemed to happen um but it didn't happen to everyone it just happened some people some people could get killed it seemed like but yeah who do you remember who that person was no i'm sure if you pay close attention i'm sure maybe big fans of the movie could tell us um i wonder if it was the like um the usher woman or the woman who was like taking tickets i'm so curious about that woman because she was employed by this theater yeah and she was like (laughs) to rip tickets and she was looking suspiciously for the first 10 15 minutes looking left and right but then she seemed to just get caught up with everyone else in the panic and be running from all of them yeah maybe i just assumed she was suspicious the whole time like you're gonna turn on us pretty soon yeah it was strange it was a little unexplained or maybe we missed something because we were laughing and commenting it is possible i didn't know who those punks were yeah so it's possible (laughs) but this is the kind of movie just like leprechaun that you want to watch with a group of people full blast laugh your asses off people who like blood and gore and and ridiculous gore yeah yeah and um so the acting wasn't stellar I did. I totally forgave it. I'm like, oh sure, that's totally fine. This is for this for the, these circumstances. We don't need an Oscar winning performance. No, definitely not. Um, the reason I bring it up is we recently did um, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, and the acting like um, this was '85. The movie we just watched. Mm-hmm. Okay, so seven years prior. Right, but look at the tone of the first uh, Night of the Living Dead compared to this and what they're going for. Like, Night of the Living Dead is trying to actually inspire dread and fear in the viewers. This is like, we're going to get some crazy-ass demons. They're going (laughs) to slice people open. And there's going to be a motorcycle and a helicopter, even though we're just inside a theater. Yeah, I suppose. At the same time, like, I I feel like they were trying to scare us, too. Like, when somebody, like had something horrible happen to their body you you have to assume that they weren't like yeah let's make the audience laugh now no it's like cabin in the woods it it's a nice and maybe not as effectively as cabin in the woods but it's like all these horror comedies are trying to kind of navigate and balance okay how much do we scare how much do we entertain is this a good moment to scare is this a good moment to entertain it's always fun to watch these kind of movies try to navigate and balance that and there were a few moments that were genuinely creepy yeah one of the ones that really i found creepy more than like ridiculous or goofy or you know awesome just creepy is when um the very first girl who got turned into a demon um and her friend was hiding like when she was like had that crack of the door open mm-hmm. and she stopped in the hallway and was like looking around and every time you saw those demons, well not every time but there were moments where you saw those demons with that yellow reflection in their eyes yeah i found that to be really creepy absolutely there was no insane metal music it was very quiet and muted yeah. it yeah, was yeah, very yeah. minimal because there was only two people in the scene yeah so that like it actually like inspired more fear than a lot more of the movie i totally agree uh, yeah that was yeah. I, that was great mm-hmm. and then um i think we both commented when all of them were like walking up the stairs and they had that re- light reflection and the shadows up on the ceiling and the red oh, light some great use of fog and light 
throughout yeah, this yeah, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, the, even now in HD, like, the just the costumes, the makeup, it all just looks great. <laughs> it looks so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think you were saying something earlier about, like, how we just don't have these types of movies anymore. Like, like kind of 80s movies specifically. Like, there's an aesthetic that our sensibilities may not have understood when we were a little younger. But, like, now it's like there's nothing like those movies. This one really stands out to me for that is, like, how could you even ask someone to create another movie like that? Yeah. Like, again, like in terms of the body count, that's why something like uh, The Raid or John Wick comes to mind where you just have an action guy kind of coming all the way through. But those kind of lean more into we're trying to do this seriously cool. at the same time as have and make it cool yeah. while having it. There's not like a real silliness aspect to the scares. I think Final Girls comes to mind as something that's somewhat similar in tone where you have the fun yeah. and the scary and the kills you're just like you're kind of laughing at like you're not yeah. you're not too scared or too you know, don't feel too intense and cabin in the woods for those same kind of reasons, but the, you don't have that same splatter fest for sure. Yeah. That's know? what it is. Just a very wet, you know, mm-hmm. red movie. There's no other real way to describe it. Yeah. And the uh, fact that it's like, there's something to say about that. It's in the context of a horror movie, the- like a theater that's showing a horror movie as well. Yeah. You know? And you hear people in that the audience like, oh, it's a horror movie. Yeah. You can hold on to me if you're scared and yeah. I'm going to be up all night. Let's yeah. talk about just the awesome crew of character actors that just make up this whole movie. Each just have such personalities. Yeah. And they just it just makes such a great, rich crowd of people. <laughs> the blind man who goes to see a mysterious movie for some fucking the, reason. The blind man. The guy that you categorized as a cross between The Rock and Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> <laughs> who had just the most yeah. like brilliantly shaped sideburns and, and facial mustache. hair. Yeah. yeah, handlebar mustache, nice chops just, that cut off. And then everything else, quick. clean shaven. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. It was so, and he was, was so he emerged cool. as like an early he leader type the leader. Yeah. yeah, and then he got his he got his due diligence. They were safe in the balcony for a little while. Yep, until they just climbed up the rope that the guy was hung from. Oh, Great. Awesome, you know, cut the rope. He pulled out his switchblade to stab. Oh man, I, I, there's so many moments in this movie. So okay, so in that like first raid on the upper balcony, when there's one woman on the ground and she's getting attacked by some like demon who's like sticking its hand in her mouth and she bit off his fingers yeah and now the blood and is then the blood is the squirting all over her face lovely holy shit that how was many awesome. gallons of blood do you think that they went through in making this movie 840 that's, that's remarkably right i've got the numbers are here 839 well done dave oh, that's close let's oh. just give it up for <laughs> we guessing. you ever do those jelly bean contests you probably nail those uh no uh, no all right, we're going to test that out, I travel must, you around. I must have we're going to win us a fuck ton of jelly beans. I learned about jelly bean guessing recently. You've I never heard have, of that? No, I learned about like strategies and stuff like that. Recently. Yeah, like look at the bottom, count, and then count up. Like count an area and try, yeah, try yeah. to figure out general math like we, you learned in school. When me and Christy were cooking for tree planters at a tree planting camp a bunch of years ago, we had like a fun... We tried to come up with different themes for dinner because planters come back at the end of the day, tree planters, and they're just so miserable. So we thought of like fun dinner themes to cheer them up. Like we do Christmas in July or like mm. a Hawaiian theme night, just something to be back and be like, hey, you're home. We've got a bunch of food for you to eat. And one time we did kids night. So we had like chicken nuggets and fries and macaroni and awesome. cheese and all these things. And part of we had these activities too, and one of them was guess the jelly beans. And one guy like nailed it at like eight hundred and thirty-four. Like just, just picked it up, looked, and used those strategies. Looked at the bottom, counted upwards. Whatever. He's like, I, I guess eight hundred. And in my head, I'm like, wow. And thirty. I'm like, oh my god. Four. I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. And that same guy point. was one of these guys who would just go to the casinos on weekends and come back with like four a bunch of money. Yeah. He's like out at a diner and somebody drops a bunch of toothpicks and he just knows exactly how many there are. Yeah. Just like Rayman or whatever. <laughs> nice. You're my Rain Man. <laughs> I'm your Rain Man. I'm your Rain Man. I know exactly how many gallons of blood. Were Come you on, just... Tom Cruise. You never put that together. <laughs> Rain Man, Raymond. Like, you didn't. It's what? right there. Tom, specifically Tom We know Cruise. you're not as smart as your brother, but come yeah. on, Tom Cruise. And we're not talking about the character in the movie. We're talking about when Tom Cruise watched the movie after it was made. And he still like, did not get it. Oh, that's why it was called Rain Man. Oh. No wonder I'm surprised in the scene. No wonder it said surprised in parentheses. Which, I gotta say, he's remarkable at acting surprised even though he doesn't understand the script, you know? Well, probably that means he just was surprised. 
when he said the number and Tom Cruise is like, that is exactly the number that they said. No, he's here. surprised when he's saying, you're, you're Rain Man. You are my that, Rain Man. You were the Rain Man. You were the Rain <laughs> But he didn't get Rain it until, Man. But in, you're yeah. saying he didn't get it until he watched the movie himself later. Yes. And in the moment he didn't get it. In the moment he's just reading and I'm saying I'm saying that's an amazing performer then because he's like, act surprised. Like, I don't get it, but I'm, I'm guess I'm going to act surprised. Yeah. <laughs> He's just he thinks he's like guessing you're Ray, Rayman Rainman. I, I think that accounts for his his um just not acting great in the Mummy. Maybe Stellar he performance in the Mummy. Yeah, did not on. fully get what was happening in the script. No, I can't blame just Tom Cruise. I have to blame the script itself and Scientology. Shit, we can't badmouth Scientology on this, can we? I feel good, okay, about badmouthing yeah, the Illuminati, but I feel like we Scientology's Scientology is real shit that'll fuck you. They're up. They're gonna come after Mister Mittensworth and they're gonna gut him. Man, Chris, that that was a great thing that you just said. <laughs> um, but I mean, threaten my cat again and see what happens. No, I'm um, saying Scientology is going to threaten your cat. Don't threaten Listen, my Don't threaten wake my up, cat sheeple. through Scientology and pretend like it's just Scientology. Dude, I'm trying to save you're just, your cat. You're just threatening my cat vicariously through Scientology. Yeah, but then I'm also trying to protect him at the same time. It's a her. Her name is Turnip. And it's a him. I... His name is Mr. Mittensworth. <laughs> and I'm going to save him from Scientology. Oh, this has been fun. Mr. Mittensworth and Scientology. Oh, God, I can't. Screenplays we're going to write about your cat. Oh, wow. This is... this. There are no rails for this episode for us to go off of. Nope. And, and I mean, I think the movie that we just watched has the same sort of attitude. I think that's why this episode is going the way it is. Is We're watching... That movie just gave us permission to be like... Fuck it. You want to bring a helicopter into this scene? Yeah. Crack the roof. We're dropping a helicopter in. <laughs> that was amazing. And then you want to know what happens next? And then just all the people in the like in the writers' room are like, "Fucking what? Helicopter? <laughs> what?" And then Tom Cruise is like, "I don't get it." <laughs> and they're like, "Tom, we we can't cast you in this movie if you don't know what's gonna happen." How old How old would Tom Cruise have been? Dude, this is like 85. peak young teen actor Tom Cruise. That's like, like legend era. Legend, uh, Martini. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Top Gun would have been in pre-production. Jeez. Who is more beautiful in their... This is what I want to talk about now. Who is more beautiful in their youth, in their like early manhood? Tom uh, Cruise or Johnny Gilmer. Depp? Uh, River Phoenix. Rest in peace. Sis. <laughs> Rest in peace. God damn. Dude, <laughs> it's really dark. Yeah, really yeah, dark. Pretty wanna, dark. Do you want to guess again River though? Phoenix's corpse. Um, so it was down to Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp. I choose. choose I don't know, man. They're both very attractive young men. I think. Well, I'm saying. Or we're very attractive young men. There is a wrong answer. It's so weird that, like, when we were, you know, in the early 2000s, we accepted those dudes as like movie action stars, and they're still action stars. But now they're in their 50s. <laughs> Like yeah. then, then they were in their twenties, and we're like, "Oh, good, this is an action star." And yeah. now we're like, "Oh, an action star is in his fifties." Like Matt Damon, legitimate acting action star, but that's totally wrong based on the logic that we accepted twenty years ago. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. But I mean, like, we have some trailblazers of like being old and you know rebooting your franchises, like recognizable Stallone. brands. Yeah, yeah, like um, Willis is still killing it. Holy shit, that's another perfect example. Bruce Willis did Die Hard in eighty nine, and he's still doing action movies, like. Yeah, I mean, and and like Sylvester Stallone is even like more of a he did Rocky and then he did Rocky again as an old sixty year old man and almost got an Oscar for it. I know, and it's like, is it great? You you watch that right? I really it's did good? enjoy it. Now, are we talking Creed right now, or are we talking? No, I'm not talking. We're Creed. talking about Balboa. It was Balboa the one that he got the Golden Globe for and nominated, or was Creed the one that he got the Golden Globe for? As far as I understand, Creed was the one I think of all it might them that have been did Creed. really well. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that Balboa did as well, but because he didn't re- direct Creed either, that was someone that was. Um, no, I think he just wrote it. Wasn't Creed the same director as um, Fruitvale Station and upcoming Black Panther? Maybe. I, th- I think that's what's happening. I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but he did um, write and star in it, and it's based on his own story, and I really enjoyed that one more than some of the classic Rockies. Yeah, this, I love when I get to talk kinda... about Rocky. <laughs> This does kind of bring to mind like um, First Blood, Predator, these kind of movies. Right? It's kind of bloodbathy. Yeah, well, movies. I mean, I'll say it again. This is like the birth of. I know it's not. I know it's not. People who know movies, this is the birth of action movies. Maybe, maybe they were also inspired by some like American movies. I mean, I'm the, sure. the fact that they're writing, the fact that Argento and now Ambava are like making Bava, American movies. Yeah, they're making English movies. They're they're making them with the mind of like, oh, we want this to be able to also do well in America, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it seems like they've got a real eye on. And wasn't that um, uh, Funny Games too? Like that was another one that was like, this kind of needs to be American. Yeah, that's that's a little different because when he's writing it, he's like, I want to critique America yeah, for that, their movies, so it should be in English. It's way more specific in that yeah, way, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, like his audience and the people to whom he was trying to t- like yeah. deliver a message were They want to do it in English for to reach that audience, yeah. Yeah, and, for sure. and, and this one, I don't think it... Well, I don't know. This is a ridiculous thing to say, but I don't know how that would have flown in Italy. You know, at the same time, like what, what would they have done in that situation? Like dubbed their italian made movie that is basically american italian yeah i don't know man who knows um i'm curious at uh, uh what demons did in italy like what that was like yeah was it was it released at the same time or slightly yeah. different i mean where does it hold that legacy factor like is it in the american release or is it in the italian release mm-hmm. i don't know but i mean as far as the american release goes that that's the only one that i've seen <laughs> um god diggity damn is it ever an action flick diggity <laughs> and I mean, this one above a lot of the ones that we've gone back and watched, I, I really, really advise just sitting down and indulging yeah. the greatest hour and 20 minutes yeah. you possibly could from 80. You want just like a super fun, like you never really get bored over the top, just blood everywhere. Yeah. There's a motorcycle. There's a helicopter. Both are indoors. There's a katana. <laughs> there is a katana. <laughs> there is just so much slicing and dicing. It's just, it's so satisfying. I, like, I, I was excited for it, but it, it surpassed expectations. It definitely surpassed my non-existent expectations. Uh, uh, that was so much fun. I, I honestly, like, I don't have a ton more to say about it. Like, I'm sure if someone were to say, like, remember that one scene where blank, I'm like, uh, like, where they actually tore his throat apart? I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see the nails of that demon tearing into the dude's throat and tearing it in half. Yeah, that was amazing. I think for the next long time, as I think about this movie, I'm going to have, oh, fucking right, things to say about it. Um, but like as it stands right now, like that was just a rock and roll motherfucker of a good time. We got secret passageways. We yep. got people crawling through air ducts. <laughs> yeah, we got. We've said it already. Motorcycles, katanas, helicopters, police getting killed, apocalypses. I also, it's so funny that, it, like, in the world of this movie, and maybe that world is just simply the '80s. But you get handed a free movie ticket for a movie that you don't know what it is. And everyone, like a bunch of people show up. Yeah. Now, if I got a free movie ticket for this at unspecified movie, I'd most likely be like, fuck it. I'm not going <laughs> to. It's probably going to be something I don't care about. That's yeah. why they're not telling me. Interesting question about that, though. Like they didn't fill out the theater. The, the theater wasn't full. There was a lot of empty seats and a lot of people were able to sit on their own because of that. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know if that's as much of a comment on how many people accept free movies and more of a we want to have specific characters. We don't. That'd be way too many characters to deal with if we had a full theater. Yeah. Well, um, too many actors to pay. I agree with that. I mean, having like extras where there's like some big exodus scene where a bunch of people run out of the theater and are just gone and mm-hmm. then the doors get slammed is easy enough to do. I think you make that decision consciously is you're like not everyone's going to go to this movie. Because, I mean, it sounds like they'll probably pander in some way to, like, right. some, like, intelligence. Like, if a weird metal-faced man tried to give you a creepy ticket, and you're not going to go. And that was kind of represented in who was sitting in the theater. I think the metal-faced man is the key. It's that it's just one, like, literally one person is handing out movie tickets. And so the success of one person handing out flyers. <laughs> oh, you just think it's a bad marketing strategy. Terrible marketing movie. strategy. <laughs> you just have one dude. He's got that yeah. mask on. Which is a hurdle in itself to get someone to come see your movie. You send the oh, worst goodness. guy. My goodness. And I, like, I <laughs> send love... that woman who is the usher. Send her. Uh, yeah. I, so I love how much of this movie is just unexplained to. Like the dude in the mask, his backstory. We don't know why he's there, why he is just ushering in all these people to go see this movie Who made for the, the sake movie. of the demons. He's not himself a demon. It doesn't seem he does. Um, that metal thing he has on his face is like a, a human parallel for that mask that eventually begins this whole situation. The mask that also appears in the movie on screen. Like there is a connective reason for why he it's yeah, is... there is. It's a definitely a different texture of metal. Sure. Those but, not flow, but yeah, you're I mean, right. There could be, there should be, could be some kind of a uh, connection there. Stylistically, something about masks, right? Um, that metal, the like 
the sort of like because bars he has over half the eyes. mask. He yeah. is kind of the halfway point. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I like yeah. it. I, I, yeah, I can't make the connection at all, but I know there is one. Yeah. Yeah. But so that, that for me is a better, good enough explanation as to why not enough people showed up because <laughs> I mean, if that dude handed <laughs> you a free that. movie ticket and gave you an ominous look and had to chase you down yeah. for a while before he gave it to you, I'd be like, no, thank you. That's kind of what I mean. So we basically do get a bit of a riffraff of people who show up. I think that might be intentional. Is that like it's the people who show up are like, you know, are not necessarily like the top tier of society. You know, we got a blind man and his cheating girlfriend. We've got the um, sideburns mustache dude with, with we got, two girls. We got the dude who just wants everyone else to shut up, including his wife. It's like, I never get out. I never get to see a movie. I love horror movies. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. The guy who... Shut up. The guy who, like, turned around. Shut up. To the people behind him. (laughs) That was so fucking funny. We both laughed really hard at that. Yeah. I I, Just even the fashion and the hair is so painfully 80s, but in such a satisfying way. Like, it's so fun to see all these insane outfits and hairdos. Especially those punks with that, like, crazy standing up blonde hair. Yeah, the yeah. frizzy kaboom. Yeah, yeah, no sleeves required. I always tell Chrissy she would just kill it in the eighties because she just her hair is just like it natural. It's natural, so it is kaboom. Poof. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, like, oh, you would have just destroyed it. Yeah, you were born in the wrong decade. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not My for too. like, yeah, not for being able to. <sighs> Let's go to the Instagram comments, huh? All right, we have a comment here from Counting Cook on our Poltergeist post. Um, all right going to be listening to my first episode of you guys later tonight that's awesome counting cook um if you are still listening if you end up listening to this episode come on back and let us know what you thought i hope you liked it yeah poltergeist is that a good place to start what, were we, what was that one all about other than the movie poltergeist well, uh, well what do we what do we intro oh is this my shit talking about my history of the movie yeah that's probably an all right place to start it's a good i think most of these episodes are a good place to start you know because it's about movies that you like and we tend to like them start anywhere except for dark skies or black coat's daughter start with Fox, i just invited everyone to see those episodes and uh our good friend david osu 87 uh check out his movies online is just this google a, is this the first comment by him we've read no i don't think so okay um but that's david garrett he writes reviews on movies if you google that you can find all of his great reviews awesome. and he said on our night of the living dead episode just finished the episode glad to hear you guys enjoyed this film this is my dad's favorite film so it's been a staple of life for a while Wanted to say that the brains part was a comedy that is equally great spoofing of the film Return of the Living Dead. I also agree that using tools and things are definitely either muscle memory or even read that animals like apes or monkeys will use tools as they learn. Great show. Really enjoyed listening. So that's a little bit of a corrections department there, which... Yeah. Um, I was saying how um, in the original, which we watched, uh, the zombies speak. They say brains, that classic thing that everybody knows, um, and that they use tools. And as it turns out, when we watched it, my memory was, of that was incorrect. And I feel somewhat vindicated in that one of our fans has come back and caught me on it. So thank you very much, David Osu, for catching us on that. You are absolutely correct. That did <laughs> not happen in the movie that we're watching. Um, and I believe you're also probably right about where I did see that first and the, um, the mistake there. I'm curious as well about um, Zombie 2, Z-O-M-B-I 2, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um if potentially um, some of what I was talking about exists in that movie, I think there's a lot of crossover in my brain between that and Night of the Living Dead. Huh. Um, so, it also sent me down a wormhole of just then reading up about Return of the Living Dead. Mm. And I had discovered that um, the origin of that film is because after making that first one, Night of the Living Dead, the two writers, remember the two writers, John Russo and uh, George A. Romero, Romero. Yeah. They had a disagreement after that film and its success about where to take the franchise. And what they had decided was that they would both take the franchise in different directions. And John Russo would continue making movies under the title of Living Dead. And George A. Romero would just use the title Dead. And they would stick to their own franchise. So Return of the Living Dead has four sequels. Sorry, five sequels. So there's Return of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead 2, um, Return of the Living Dead 3... Return of the Living Dead, I forget, 4 has a different title, but then Return of the Div- Living Dead 5 is called Rave to the Grave. Which is I have seen Rave to the Grave. You have? Yeah. Okay, cool. So that is in John Russo's 
extension of the original Night of the Living Dead. So one half of where the pe- yeah, creators where zombies are intelligent, can speak and retain some of their humanity. So that uh, is its own canon. Rave to the and Grave is so fucking ridiculous. George A. Romero has his own version of what a zombie is and what those living dead are, but he, he sticks with just of the dead, and that's yeah. all his thing. So it's so fascinating that this first amazing film has spawned two franchises, each of which have their own logic. That's how they divide it up. <laughs> Instead so of just crazy. coming to an agreement, they both just made huge franchises, which is yeah. such an incredible... And that's such a subtle split, and it's technically the same person so like i feel a little better about like my mixing it up having seen literally having seen it all because especially yes, if you I've just jumped and grabbed random films and tried to piece them together this the all happened inside of like scrambled. yeah two or three months i just watched everything living dead i could find or you were dead did, of the dead so you watched all those living dead ones two three four yeah. and five wow i watched everything i could find yep and uh i mean uh, obviously clearly not all of it stuck i mean you throw a plate of spaghetti at the wall some of it's gonna stay up there but not all of it dave again hot with the metaphors love it <laughs> thank you spaghetti at the wall. Uh, have you ever been to a place where there actually is spaghetti on the wall so some people do this they cook pasta and then to see if it, the pasta is ready or not they'll throw like a single spaghetti thing on the wall to see if it sticks or not this is like a fact now that people say mm-hmm. but when i was a kid <laughs> We, my parents had this friend who would go over to his house sometime, like just a family friend, my dad's former roommate or whatever, and he had a wall in this kitchen that was just dry pasta all over the wall Wow! from doing that. And he never cleaned it up. Never cleaned it up. In it's, retrospect, and as I'm saying it out loud, that's kind of disgusting. It's a bunch of wheat stuck to your this wall. This is like his old college dorm roommate who's still living like a college kid. Ew. Please head on over. We're on every social media, like we say every episode. We don't need to name them. Yeah. Go find us. Text Crusade. So. Not on this one. No, you don't get any of that <laughs> that stuff from us today. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another awesome episode, if I say so myself, of the Text Crusade. So I'm Asker. I've been Chris Vandenberg. And I have been David Stonebra. And as always, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, motorcycle, helicopter, Chaos reigns. See you next time, Scaredy Gats. Awesome. That <laughs> happened. What a fucking episode, dude. <laughs> that one's going to go down in history. Dude. I love that.